Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody. Stadium's a sports betting podcast and show for your weekend bets. We got Colby. We got Nate. I'm Ben. Monty is running the sticks. Boys. Hello. Colby's kind of on a hot streak with the best. No, I've bets. never been on one of those ever. We're talking some fun football games. How you feeling? Yeah, really excited. Last week of October. That means, you know, college footballs can get more fun as we head to the final month of the season and then NFL. We're about to hit the halfway point of the season. So a lot of fun. It's been a fun uh, journey. That's our ninth show. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of, you know, turning the page, I guess, to the second half of the season in football. You uh, not great. After Over you said corner. that thing at the beginning of the show, there's. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat nope, it for, nope, the, nope, for the nope. end of the show. I've never been on one of those ever. Don't ever mention that again. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate we'll you. We'll mention it. I love we'll you. mention it at the end of the show. We have you. our best bets at the end of the show. We got NFL bets. I love you too. We got college football bets. We have a lot of bets that we have to get to, guys, as we always do. We'll start with college football for uh, this first block of the show. Georgia and Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We're gonna have <laughs> this man in attendance. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll Are be in excited? Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward in the to cocktails. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Look, I'm looking That's forward right. to seeing one of the uh, great college football rivalries on a neutral site. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the crowd is kind of shapes up with the half red and half blue in Jacksonville. So really looking forward to it. Fourteen and a half is the line. Georgia is of course favored, being the number one team in the country. Forty-seven and a half is the Bronze. total. You're going to be there. What, what, are you, what are you taking? Yeah, I just want to point out that this is the ninth week we've done this show, and we have not talked about the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Not I think that's it. more of an indictment of how easy their schedule's been. And I'm not even sure if this game's worth talking about, but I'll be there, and the <laughs> other options this week aren't great in yeah. terms of college football for week nine. So we kind of just kind of by default pick this game. But it is number one Georgia. I think it's worth talking about them. Maybe we'll talk about them a few more times. As we come down the stretch of the season, I don't have you know a strong bet in this game, but if I had to play it, I'd play Florida plus the 14 and a half. And it's kind of a narrative, but Billy Napier, the only thing that's keeping him off the hot seat in Gainesville is he has the number one, or number three recruiting class in the country right now. So to keep those recruits intact and that class intact, they're going to need to play well. And if he's down big, they're going to try to cover and you know, play until the final whistle. So I expect 60 minutes of effort of Florida off a of bye, and then also at the same time, Georgia, first game without Brock Bowers. Let's see what that offense looks like, if they can cover a big number. So I like Georgia to keep within the number. Not my favorite bet of the week, but something I'll play small, especially since I'll be in the crowd at TIAA Stadium or whatever it's called out there. He's excited. I expect some fun pictures. Yeah, and you and some drinks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Colby, so. you're going to be you're gonna be not there, though? You're gonna I'll be, be here. On your couch? Yeah, my favorite spot. Yeah, same. Uh, we're going no bet. Sorry, everybody. We're going no bet. We have our own sound effects. We now. got our own sound effects, people. Going no bet. You guys expect me to take 
a team that can't cover the spread unless they're playing Kentucky or a trusting Graham Mertz. I'm out. I am out. I'm not Fair. taking this. Ben, carry it, take it away. But, however, if I had to lean, I'm going Florida. Yeah, I mean, I probably it's such a gross game. Florida. It's so gross. It's, it's really gross. I'm going to take a kind of a Colby special team total Dude, college football. I love them. Georgia. We're going to do Georgia team total over 30 and a half. I can get them under kind of a key number of 31. I know there's not going to be any Brock Bowers, but I still think this Georgia offense is going to have its way with the Florida defense. They're just it's not a good defense. Even at home, they're not good. They're 83rd in opponent yards per completion. Georgia can get some big chunk plays even without Bowers, I think, on this defense that just isn't capable of stopping big plays. And if you can get them under key number 31, I, I like Georgia here to to at least get over 30 and a half points. I don't know if they're going to cover the spread. Again, they're not really trustworthy in covering the spread. But for them to get points, I'm more than happy to bet on them to get points. Gross. It's going to be gross. Except for Nate. Nate's going to have a good time. Oregon-Utah is the second game yep. that we wanted to talk about. Oregon is minus, what are they, minus seven as, as of this recording? There's some six and a half, some sevens. Yeah, mostly six and a half. There was some seven, and it's actually open. Uh, Oregon minus three. Got steamed pretty heavily on Sunday. Settled at seven, and then there's some buyback on the Utes. And 49 is the total. What are you looking at? And that total actually just dropped to 47 and a half. So Ooh. a lot of movement in this game early in the week. I, I like the underdog here. I also like the under, and for this video, I'm going to give the under as my preferred play at 47 and a half. I know Utah offensively did pretty well against USC, but USC, not a good defensive team, as we know. Oregon, a much better team, uh, the strength of their team, although their offense is pretty serviceable with Bo Nix. And I think the road Bo Nix stuff is kind of a myth ever since he did go to Eugene and got out of Auburn. So I'm not going to uh, use that reason as a, as a reason I like the Utes. But Utes, they haven't lost a game at home with fans since 2018. So wow. it's kind of shocking to see Utah as such a big home underdog in this game, but it's really because Bryson Barnes, not a great quarterback. Nope. They thought all season Cam Rising will eventually return. Kyle Whittingham in the postgame press conference after USC announced that Cam Rising won't play and actually is going to redshirt and play a, have a seventh season in Utah next year as the Utes move over to the uh, Big up already. So The oldest man in grow college up, football. So something to keep an eye on. Well, yeah, I like the under here. Just I don't see Utah scoring too much, but at the same time really trusting their defense to keep this game close. I think the under or betting Utah plus the points kind of correlates to the under. So just because it's not at plus seven right now, I'd prefer the under in this game. You quacking or are you uting? We're uting over here. We're taking Utah on the spread. Utes. The one thing that I love outside of my, you know, my code, storm in the field, crying, fade that team, is ranked home dogs. College, they get me going. Oh. And you know I love defense. Utah's defense is legit. They are every single year. Bryson Barnes, if you could just oh, maybe show up like you did last week, this bet will look a fantastic. But like Nate said, you can't go into Rice Eccles Stadium and win. It's impossible. No one does it. No one does it, but the Oregon Ducks are going to do it on Saturday. And they're going to cover minus Ooh. six and a half. And I know you talked about everyone goes in. Everyone goes into Utah. They can't win. The winemakers know it. The betters know it. Everyone at this point knows it. They don't. So I think it's kind of interesting that Oregon comes in as almost a touchdown favorite to a game like this. I think this Ducks team is just too good. And if it wasn't for like a last-minute touchdown last week, they would have covered against Wazoo, too. They got backdoor coverage. So I think this is a complete Oregon team. This is as balanced as we've ever seen them. Bo Nix on the road isn't a thing anymore. He's fine on the road, as just as good as he is at home. I think the lines are going to be 
overpowering for Utah. I think their defense is going to be overpowering for Utah. Give me the Ducks to cover in Utah. Six and a half. I love it. Do you? I do. We'll see. Despite the throw-up sound, I love it. A good head-to-head here between you two, and then hopefully it's a, a low-scoring game like last year when these two teams played. It was 20-17 to 17 in Eugene. Yeah. All right, so we are going to open up the board, and you two mm. have the same exact bet. Sorry, Out people. of all the college Sorry. football bets we could take this weekend, you two have the same exact one. You want to go first, or you want me to go, go ahead, first? Nate. It was your pick first, so go ahead. I don't want to take your thunder. Very nice of you. Let's say Kentucky, plus four. Really like the spot for the Wildcats off a of bye. Yes. I know they had a little bit of a rough patch after kind of an easy non-conference schedule, and they, they cruised through that and you know beat Florida. It was kind of looking good for Kentucky. They were overvalued. Then they go get smacked by Georgia. And then last before the bye, they played Mizzou, got out to a 14-0 lead, and then Mizzou had a fake punt, which totally flipped the game. If they don't get that, who knows how this game turns out, or if you know if Kentucky maybe wins and this line looks a little bit different. Meanwhile, other side, not a good spot for Tennessee. You get out to a 20-7 to lead at Alabama. All the uh, Joe Milton doubters, especially us, maybe were quieted for the first 30 minutes. And then it totally flipped in the second half. Alabama outscores them 27-0. Now Tennessee goes back on the road. They already have two conference losses. Wonder after a game like that how, you know, if they're going to get up to play Kentucky. I know it's kind of a, a mini rivalry, or Kentucky yeah. might see Tennessee as a bigger rival. But I'm not sure if Tennessee is going to fully get up for that game after a pretty demoralizing loss in Tuscaloosa last Saturday. So, like Kentucky to keep this close, possibly win. Give me the Wildcats plus four. You anything to add? Uh, not much. I just think that Kentucky has had the tougher journey in the last four weeks, playing Florida, Missouri, and Georgia, while Tennessee's really played nobody except Alabama last week. Uh, you know me. I don't trust Joe Milton. If you stop the run, you force Joe Milton to throw the ball. Sure, he can throw it deep, Nate. But he's not spectacular. Give me the cats. Works up for my bet. Arizona State plus six and a half. I had them last week. You had them as a best bet last week in that hit. So we might as well go easy win. once once again. Yeah, run it back with the Arizona State Devils. I I think this is a a really good defense, and I think it's their defense that's going to the sneaky good get deep. them a cover and possibly a win here. They're home dogs against Wazoo, a team that. Started off the season kind of hot, and people were kind of high on Ward, their quarterback, and he looked really good. And they've kind of taken a little bit of a nosedive in the past yeah. couple of weeks. And Arizona State, you know, they've been losing games, but they've been close. They've been fighting. This is a team that that fights, and I love to bet teams that fight, especially at home as a dog. I'll take Arizona State. Going to go forks up. They're I, I dangerous. Don't know what they, they, they're do. Not, they can't go to a bowl Let's game. They got nothing to lose. They got. They're just going to go all out. And I think Wazoo's kind of a sinking ship at this point. So I'll fade them. Danny Dillingham, former uh, offense coordinator at Oregon, oh, building yeah. something special in Tempe. Brick, brick by brick, brick, and I respect it. <laughs> All right, we got NFL bets coming up next. Sorry for those uh, Monty Iowa bet fans. They're off this weekend, and I know Monty. Monty's in the lab. He's getting ready to work at next week's bet for Iowa. But we have NFL bets coming up next. We have best bets and everything else on the way on Stadium Bet. <laughs> Welcome back to Stadium Bets here on Stadium. Colby, Nate, Ben, and Monty. Guys, we respect the Shield, so we're going to talk some NFL bets <laughs> coming up here on the show. We got a couple games we wanted to highlight. Love to respect the Shield. Uh, and then we'll open it up to some other NFL bets for the entirety of Sunday. So we'll start with the uh, with one of the prime games that we wanted to talk about, Rams and Cowboys. Yeah. Rams come in, six-and-a-half-point underdogs, going to Jerry World, 45-and-a-half is the total in that one. Nate, which way are you looking? Yeah, so first of all, I want to just talk about the uh, the big narrative in this game. I know okay. Colby likes when I uh, 
find some Story connection. Time. And uh, Matthew Stafford from the uh, Dallas suburbs went to high school with Clayton Kershaw. So we might get a Clayton Kershaw appearance at this game Ooh. in Dallas. Just a, just a homecoming for Matthew Stafford. So just something to uh, keep in mind, <laughs> keep an eye out if they uh, bring it up on the broadcast. Just they remember will, where you yeah. like where you heard it. Swift to, to exactly him. right. They're you know obsessed with Taylor Swift, so they might just you know with Clayton Joe Clayton Kershaw. But <laughs> she you know promo for the World Series too. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, which is also in Dallas uh, for the first two games. Anyway, think. let's get to the game. Rams Cowboys. Not my favorite by the week, but I'm going to take the Rams plus six and a half. And it's kind of a, a yes. maybe a, a weird reason, but. Cowboys coming off a bye, and when you think of, you know, teams off a bye, they're going to have time to prepare, maybe, you know, work on the game plan for the next few weeks. You think Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottheimer are using that time wisely? (laughs) (laughs) Because they are a very bad, poorly coached offense, the Cowboys. A lot of talent, but I don't trust that offense at all to cover a big number. I feel like the path for the Cowboys to cover this game is really pressure Matthew Stafford or some turnovers, maybe some defensive scores. And the Rams, which that could happen because the offensive line isn't great. And when Stafford's pressured, he has struggled this season. But the Rams also have the pieces with Cup back and Nakua kind of breaking out. And it seems like now running back-wise with Henderson back, you know, they can just kind of plug anyone in and they'll do fine. Where the Rams, if they are down in this game, could, you know, mount a little bit of a comeback to cover this game. So I think there's a couple paths for the Rams to cover this game. I think this line's a little bit inflated. Give me the Rams plus six and a half. This one's gross. This one's... I, I didn't like this game, but I like this. We're taking the Rams team total at 19 and a half. We're going over on that because they Ooh. have gone over in five of their seven games this season. I like and that. one of those games was against the San Francisco 49ers, who happen to have a better defense than the Cowboys, in my opinion. They're sixth in yards per game. They're seventh in third down conversion. They're averaging 22 points a game, which is consistent. And with, with that, they're going to be consistent this week. Right, Ben? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, the, I'm, the I'm Cowboys take that are allowing bet. two touchdowns per it. game. If you can get one more, over. I think it's taken a little bit of time for the Rams' offense to kind of find itself with the addition of Cooper Cup and trying to figure out with Puka Nakua and, and figuring out how they all fit in. So now this probably is the week where I think it all comes together. It all interlocks. I love the team total over. I have the Rams at plus six and a half as well. I'm we all can wait. I, I think we could all win. I think this is a great spot for the Rams, as you mentioned. They're you know they're good at home, but. They don't exactly have the most home field advantage, so they're not. They're used to having right. to play in front of opposing fans, and they're used to playing in a dome on the turf. This is a, this is a good spot for for Matthew Stafford and this team, and I like the team total over as well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell both of you guys. Bengals 49ers is another game we wanted to highlight as the Bengals travel uh, travel west. They are five and a half point underdogs as of this recording. 45 is the total. What do we like? Yeah, so going into the game or going into the 49ers Monday night game this past Monday, I thought this could be an interesting spot to back the Bengals off a bye facing a team in the 49ers with only six days of rest, so an eight-day rest advantage for Cincinnati. But then the 49ers go out, lose that game, and because of that loss, the line goes from 49ers minus 6.5 to minus 5.5. And, and now that we're through the secondary key of minus 6, I could only look at the 49ers in this game. I was also looking back, the Bengals – Last time they played against the Seahawks, they won by four. But the Seahawks had five possessions in the red zone, only scored one touchdown. So I think that was kind of a, a fluky win for Cincinnati. And I know the bye should help Joe Burrow get healthier, but I'm a little just worried about the Bengals in general, even without the Burrow injury, just kind of the quality of the team. So feels like this could be a good bounce back after two straight losses on the road for the 49ers. Not my favorite bet, just kind of like the Rams, but 
if I had to play at 49ers minus five and a half. I'm with Nate. Deep I'm with Nate. I have to, I have to take the 49ers here. I don't care that they've struggled the last two weeks. The Bengals have struggled against the Browns. That was back in week one. They only put three three points up. But guess what? They also struggled against the Titans. They put up three points. I think this defense is the best defense they'll see all season, or as this as of late. Um, I don't trust the Bengals whatsoever. I think they're terrible. The five and a half is a weird number. It's we gross. were talking about this. How like. Yeah. It's a number you see people, line makers make if they think the team is better, but not that much better than their opponent. So I'm staying away from the spread, and I'm going to go with the total. I'm going to go under 45. Hopefully I can get 45 and a half once the game starts. But we talked about how good the Niners defense is. Everyone knows how good the Niners defense is. And I think on the other side for the Bengals offensively, they tend to struggle with consistency. They will have multiple drives that end in punts or multiple drives where they go for it on fourth and can't get it. Since he is 31st in the league out of 32 in punts per game and punts per point. So they punt a lot. They do not get that first down as much as you would think a Joe Burrow-led team would. And on the other side, Brock Purdy struggled a little bit. We're maybe seeing a little bit of struggle time from Brock Purdy, which may, to me, if I'm a coach for the 49ers, I'm going to run the ball a lot more than I'm going to pass with seeing Brock Purdy struggling. So maybe you see the Niners go with a lot more run-heavy offensive strategy, run the clock a little bit more, Bengals can't convert, punt a lot. Let's go under 45 in this game. Should be a, a fun game, probably the game of the week. Open it up. Yep. We have a lot of we have more <laughs> NFL bets. We respect the Shield, so we need more bets. Yeah, I'm just kind of laughing because I'm going to be backing the uh, the 0 and 6 Carolina Panthers That's against disgusting. the spread, plus three against the Houston Texans. Oh. Panthers off a bye, made a play calling change. Frank Reich, the head coach, giving up duties to Thomas Brown. I think we see a little bit of uh, ignitement from that Carolina offense. This is also interesting game because it's Bryce Young, the number one pick against the number two pick CJ Stroud. I know CJ Stroud's been awesome this season, especially playing behind banged up offensive line, but it's a little bit different of a story now when you're a three-point favorite on the road. I think the Panthers kind of a short-term buy team and that even because just, you know, it's kind of we're at the bottom. I think with Carolina can only get better. So I like Carolina plus three. I think there's enough line value on the Panthers to make this bet. Back with team totals. You know, you know, you know me. Uh, we're taking the we Giants under 17 and a half team total. The Giants have Ooh. only gone over this number one time all season, and that was in week two after getting killed by the Cowboys in week one. They're dead last in scoring, averaging 12 points a game. And we know this Jets defense, they're good. And they also want to prove that they're the team in New York. They're allowing 19, or they're allowing roughly 19 points per game. Give me the under. No one's scoring on the Jets defense, especially this terrible offense. Well, you know, I love a good situation play. And the Titans are at home, and they're the underdog. And Mike Vrabel is great as a home dog, so I'm going to take the Titans at plus three. I don't care who the quarterback is. It's not going to be Tannehill, and it's probably not going to be Malik Willis. Who's it going to be? Will Get the mayo out. Who might be good. (laughs) I I don't know. He could be good. But I'm going to get the Titans at plus three as a home dog where Mike Vrabel is really good. They're 2-0 at home this season. This is only their third home game of the season, by the way, a place, again, where they're really good. And I'm okay with Will Levis as a starter. I don't believe in the Falcons. They have instilled no trust in me as a team that can be competent against a more prepared team off a bye. Give me the Titans, plus three. I'll back Mike Vrabel. Even though he went to Boston and sat with the Patriots and rooted for the Patriots. I respect Bring back the the Oilers jerseys, too. So you have to? Oh, money line. And and Mike Vrabel is going to know everything that Arthur Smith wants to do because Smith was the offensive coordinator for Vrabel for a few years. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, I would not trust the Falcons as a favorite on the road. Give it the Titans plus three. We have underdogs of the week. We have best bets. 
You're not going to want to miss it. World Famous Segments, that's coming up next on Stadium Bets. Welcome back to Stadium Bets as we finish off the show, the world-famous underdog segment and our best bets. We'll start with the dogs. We're all dressed up. I got the paws. Nate, who do you like? Moneyline underdog. Yeah, Cincinnati Bearcats. That's a pretty big underdog. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they're live. Seven-and-a-half-point underdog. I think they're live to win outright, even though they haven't won since week two when they lost or beat Pitt. They're playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's coming in hot. They've won three straight games as underdogs, but a little bit of a different story now that they're a favorite. And then to make you know your handicap maybe a little bit more sound on Cincinnati, the Bedlam game against Oklahoma is next. So Oklahoma State, I still have some questions about them. They did lose to South Alabama and Iowa State earlier this season. So I think Cincinnati is live to win in Stillwater. Well, we already talked about this twice. We're taking Kentucky Moneyline. If you haven't heard, just go back. I don't trust Joe Milton. Cats. So your cats for your dogs. I hey, like it. Cats, dog, cat, dog. Yeah, I'm going back to the well that has bitten me a little too often. But you know, I'm not very smart, so I'm just gonna keep going with Purdue, and I'm gonna go with the Purdue money line. I'm gonna get on the Boilermaker train. They're going to Nebraska. They're catching three points. I'm gonna take their money line as an underdog. Their schedule has been a little bit of a gauntlet recently. They played Ohio State. They had to go to Iowa. They played Wisconsin. They're coming off a bye. Had a week off to relax and recuperate. Now they're playing a pretty bad Nebraska team and getting points. Give me Purdue as a money line underdog. Best bet, Mr. Vesti. Yep. Jaguars, minus two and a half. It's time to fade the Pittsburgh Steelers, a very fraudulent four and two teams. They still have issues under Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. It took them a while to wake up against the Rams last week. Off a bye, they only had three points in the first half, so not sure what he was doing during the bye week. The Jags have 10 days to prepare for this game, and then they have a bye next week, so they'll be fully focused on this one. I like the Jags in this game, minus two and a half or better. Here we go. We're taking Air Force minus 11 and a half against Colorado State. This is the number one team on the ground going up against the 91st. We know this Colorado State team. They like to air it out. But guess what? Air Force doesn't allow that. They're fourth in scoring defense and pass defense. They're not going to do anything. And, Nate, how do you stop the triple option? You can't. Yeah. That is the answer. That is the only answer. Give me Air Force minus 11 and a half. <laughs> I'm going to go back out west. I had Oregon State as a best bet a couple weeks ago. They didn't come through for me. They really did struggle against Washington State. But not this week, boys. Not this week. Oregon State minus three is my best bet. I think they're going to take a, a care of business on the ground. One of the best running teams in college football. Uh, Passing-wise, I think completely, offensively, they're kind of a complete team. Um, I'm a little surprised. They opened up as five-and-a-half-point favorites against Arizona this week, and it got bet down to minus three. So I'm happy to take them as a field goal favorite on the road. Gross I think game. Arizona – Arizona, people have been impressed with them, but I don't think they played anyone good. So give me Oregon State, minus three, as a best bet. And with that, we'll see you all later. Good luck on your bets. You can find us at Stadium Bets on Twitter. Colby, Nate, Ben, and Monty. We'll see you next week. <laughs>